I received an email yesterday uh, from our website, and a dear lady, I don't know who she is or where she's from or what, but she was inquiring about our church, Dusty, and she said, I just have some few questions in her letter that she wrote, and she said, what kind of music do you play? Is it contemporary? Is it southern gospel? Is it praise teams or so forth? She goes on and she says, do you have youth programs there? And she goes on and she says, how many kids do you have by the age of, uh, from the age of 9 to 12, for I've got children in that age group? What do you have to offer those children? She goes on and asks, what does your attendance run on Sunday morning? And I'm very, very thankful that an individual would just would inquire. That thrills me to death that people would ask what we have to offer. And of course, I went down through the line. and I answered all the questions to the best of my knowledge and the best of my ability. But what troubled me the most uh, on the inside from that particular email that I received was there was not one question of what her or those children would get behind this desk. Now don't take me wrong, our children are important to us and we do things throughout the year with these children and we try to teach our children and and we, uh, first of all, try to put Christ first and foremost in their life. But, boy, I believe as a child grows up and reaches a certain age, they ought to be sitting out here in the pew listening to the Word of God. And, you know, they, they, they didn't ask anything about the preaching or they didn't ask anything about uh, the preacher or, or who may be standing up. You know, as far as I know, they may show up this morning and, and expect something totally different and they could have had a preacher standing up here with a Hawaiian flowery shirt and a pair of shorts and a ponytail with earrings in his ears. But that's not the case. I wonder what people are looking for. They're searching, Brother Tony, but they're searching for the wrong things. I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if a church had the best youth programs from A to Z, had the most biggest budget to put into the youth. I would be more concerned about what my youngins was getting from the book. Call me old fogey, I reckon. I is what I is by the grace of God. I just like it the old-fashioned way. Amen. Turn in your Bible to Psalm chapter 143 and verse number 5. I trust that you're already there. Let's stand in reverence to the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message this morning. I pray that it will give you some help. The Bible says there in Psalm 143 and verse 5, I just want to go over the very first few words of verse number 5. I remember... The days of old. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we do love you. Lord, we thank you for your wonderful opportunity to be here in your house this morning. We thank you for each and every one that braved the weather to come into your house. And Lord, I just thank you for it. 
Lord, I pray that you'll anoint this preacher from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Undergird me, dear God, with your spirit and your power that I may preach your word. Lord, help us to worship you in truth and in spirit. And God will surely be careful to bow our unworthy heads and to say thank you for each and everything that you do for us here today. In Jesus' precious holy name we do ask and pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. It's a natural thing to think over the past. Some may say that's the good old days, but if you get to talking to them pretty good, do you find out that the good old days might not have been so good? Uh, They'll talk about how gas might have been 15 cents a gallon. Some of you may remember it cheaper than that. Uh, You may talk about... uh, Uh, The good old days, and you may mention that you didn't have indoor plumbing. Now, I don't know how that could have been too good. Uh, You may talk about uh, how you could look through the floors uh, on your home and look through and see the chickens scratching around in the dirt underneath the house. Folks, them days might not have been so good. I've heard of some say that when they went to bed at night and they covered up, they'd about freeze to death because they didn't have much coal to go in the stove, much wood to put on the fire. I don't know if those days were so good. And I've even heard one say that, yeah, preacher, when we got in the bed, we'd have to carry a pot in there and sit it on top of the bed to keep the water from running down on the bed when it rained at night. I don't know if those days were all that good. But I do know that old-time religion was good. I still know that old-time religion still hangs around today, even though they may be just a small remnant of it here and yonder. I, I, I think about this quite often, Brother Tony, because I don't know what people's looking for. Hey, listen, the Word of God is unchanging uh, uh, from the book of Genesis all the way to the back of Revelation. Uh, I'm telling you, the Word of God has never changed. Uh, the same Word of God uh, that was preached uh, in the good old days uh, is the same Word of God that we preach today uh, in 2013. There is no difference in it. Oh, listen, His Word is forever settled in heaven, and they may come along. Listen, we don't need a new version of the Bible. We just need to read the one we've got. Amen. Uh, listen, they've got them now. They'll take out the virgin birth. Uh, uh, they'll take out the blood of Christ. Uh, uh, they'll take out key parts of the Word of God. Uh, but I believe I'll just hold on to His unchanging hand uh, and His unchanging Word uh, and trust in the true King of glory, uh, the one that's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Uh, and I believe I'll trust in Him till He comes and gets me. Amen. Just hold on a little longer. Amen. You see, the old time religion had promises. They had the promise of the comforter. Uh, Sister, don't worry. That comforter, if he's not already showed up, he'll show up just in time. Amen. Uh, That time when you feel like that you're at your wit's end, uh, uh, when you have nowhere to turn, uh, you feel like nobody loves you, you feel like that you just don't know how you're going to make it through the next day, and then all of a sudden, praise God, here comes a breath from another world uh, and breathes upon you uh, and perks you up, uh, and Jesus speaks to your heart uh, by the way of His Spirit and says, My child, everything's going to be all right. You just hold on a little longer. 
Hold on a little longer and trust in Him. I thank God that we do have a comforter. When He ascended back up into the heavens, He sent that comforter to comfort us in times of bereavement. He come to comfort us in times of sadness. He come to comfort us when we are in the deepest, darkest valleys of our life. Folks, that same comforter that came in the old days and breathed upon the men of God and the people that are in the pew is the same comforter that will help us in today's land and in today's time. All we need to do today is trust in Him. Trust in Him. We got the promise of the Comforter, but we got the promise of salvation. Amen. Oh, I'm glad I'm saved today. But you know what? There is no magic trick to being saved. There is no magic trick uh, uh, to, to get you from earth to heaven. I believe it was the, uh, what was it, Star Wars, or it might have been uh, uh, Star Trek or someone that beamed me up, Scotty. Uh, we don't have to be beamed up to heaven. We're going to be raptured up by Jesus. Amen. Ah, boy, what a day that's going to be when Christ comes to get us. And listen, we're all, he's going to, listen, we're either going to go by the grave or by the rapture of the church. Uh, you might as well be ready. Amen. And not only be ready, but go ahead and enjoy the trip while you're down here. Amen. Because uh, this world is getting dark. It's dark days that we live in. It's dark days in which we worry and wonder if our children are going to come home safe at night. It is dark days that we wonder and we pray that our children don't get strung out on drugs of some sort. Listen, but we've got the promise of salvation. And Jesus said if you'd call upon Him, the one true and living God and Savior, if you just call on Him and bow your unworthy heads and say, Jesus, I'm sorry, Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for where I failed you. Then Jesus Christ Himself will wipe your slate clean. Clean all of the sin out of your life. Sit you on a solid rock where you can stay. And people say, well, I can't live it. Listen, nobody can live it, but God can live it through you. Oh, my goodness. We've got the promise of salvation. They we get saved today just the way they got saved a hundred years ago. Amen. Trusting in Jesus Christ. We got the promise of the comforter. We got the promise of salvation. But we've got the promise of eternal life. Everlasting life. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish according to John chapter 10 and verse number 28. I'm here to tell you old time religion had promises and old time religion still has promises today. All throughout the word of God he said I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said I'll be there for you. I'll save you if you ask me. You have not for you has not. I think I'll just ask him for a few things today. Amen. He's just waiting to hear from you. He's just waiting to hear the cries of His people uh, to call upon Him uh, and ask Him. Uh, uh, folks, we've got promises from His Word today. Old time religion had promises, but thank God old time religion had power. It's got power today. Yeah. Folks, If they, I, I wouldn't want to go to church with no power. I wouldn't want to attend a church that we felt like we couldn't get a prayer through. 
I wouldn't want to go to a church that uh, somebody might look at you funny if you wave your hands toward glory. I wouldn't want to go to a church uh, if we couldn't worship Him uh, in truth and in spirit uh, and enjoy myself in the Lord. Listen, it's not. It is not a place uh, to be stiff-necked and be stuck up. It's a place to love the Lord, to worship with one another, and a place to get the job of the Lord done. Amen. I'm telling you what, it's a, uh, that old time religion had power. I'm glad that we can gather around this old rugged cross uh, and pray power down from heaven. And people may say, what is that, preacher? And for you that are visiting with us today, let me just give you a good idea what it is. Uh, up and down this cross is the names of, of people uh, that are lost and undone. It's our friends. It's our family. It's people that we know that don't know Christ as their Savior. And if they was to die today, they'd go to a devil's hell. But we pray around this old cross. About every service, we'll take time. Some of the men will get over here. They'll gather around like they did earlier, and they'll pray. And lo and behold, look what has happened since we've been praying around this thing. Uh, you see those red marks? Uh, that's where they've been washed in the blood. Uh, they've been marked off. Uh, they've been redeemed uh, by the precious blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, listen, that's just a reminder to help us to remember to pray for those that are lost. We need to continue to pray for them. Amen. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. That to everyone that believeth. Power. Power. Bible even says they'll give power. The Lord will give power to strengthen the faint. Over in Isaiah chapter 40. Verse along about verse 29. Folks there's time in this life. When you're on your journey. You'll feel like you're about to faint. You'll be feeling like that you're down to your uh, last uh, uh, morsel of energy in your body. And you feel like you're going to fail. But my friends, if you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, He'll reach down that mighty scarred hand from heaven. uh, And reach down and touch you on your way down. uh, And you'll fall into the laps of that scarred hand. uh, And He'll just pick you back up uh, where you need to be. uh, And encourage you and help you uh, make make it through your journey. I tell you what, old-time religion had power to strengthen the faint. Old-time religion had power to tread upon serpents. That's what the Bible said. That's powerful. Powerful. What do you mean, preacher? You bringing out snakes? No! I hate snakes. The devil's a snake. Nothing but a liar. The truth ain't in. Oh, but what does that mean to us today, preacher? I believe this. I believe if I walk out through this field out here today, and I believe if there's a serpent under that in them weeds somewhere, and I believe if I walk across it, I believe God's going to take care of me. Amen. I believe He's going to help me. Amen. I, there ain't no telling how many snakes we done walked upon and didn't even know it. I'm glad I didn't know it because I'd have cut a shine sure as the world. <laughs> you don't see no snakes in your yard, do you? You sick them bees on them, wouldn't you? I tell you what, I don't like snakes. Oh, they'll say, oh, but preacher, that thing's dead. I don't care if it's dead, alive. I don't like snakes. I can deal with a mouse. I can deal with a skunk. I can deal with a rat. I can deal with a spider. I can deal with a mouse or whatever you want to call it. I can deal with it. But when it comes down to that old slicky, ugly-looking serpent, I, can't, I don't want nothing to do with it. Nothing. Nothing. Why is that? Let me tell you a real quick story. Down in the lower part of Snake State, they've got 
Down in the lower part of the snake, there's a tail. Amen. Listen, in the lower part of the snake, they've got these things down there called pine rattlers. Big, black, ugly snakes. My wife will tell you, we've seen them cross the road, and its head will be in one side of the ditch and its tail on the other side. Nasty-looking snakes. And they got rattles on them just like a rattlesnake. They love pine trees, pine cones. Gets under the pine needles. And uh, one day this boy's coming along and he sees one laying in the road that's done been hit. And he rides over that snake and he hits it again and he knows that thing's dead. He's going to do the brave thing. He gets out of the car and he looks over at that snake uh, and that snake's got about eight rattles on its tail and he said, boy, that looked good in my collection. He was a big hunter. He killed deer. He killed ox. Anything he went to go hunt, he got it. He had alligators. He had everything. But he did not have the rattles off of a rattlesnake, especially a pine rattler. So guess what he wanted to do? He got his big old knife and he got out of the truck and he went there behind there and he got that, got that knife and he started sawing on that tail. Guess what happened? Snake wasn't dead. Bit him. Hands swole up big as I don't know what. I seen pictures of it. I had to rush him to the emergency room, give him the anti-venom stuff and uh, he almost lost his arm. Almost lost his arm. <clears throat> Folks, listen. It's about like dabbing with sin and playing with a snake. You play in sin long enough, you'll get bit. You play with the devil long enough, uh, he'll come up and he'll bite you. Uh, even though you think you've got victory over him, uh, he'll rear that old head up. Uh, oh, but listen, I still believe the Word of God tells us, Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Uh, I'm not going to hang with the devil's crowd. Uh, I don't want to play with the devil's crowd. Uh, I don't want to get around the devil's crowd uh, unless we're witnessing to him. Uh, I think I'll stick with God's people, stick with God's Word, uh, and go the right route. Amen. Hallelujah. He's got the power to deliver us from darkness. Colossians 1 and 3 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son? That's our God. Amen. Old-time religion had promises. Old-time religion had power. But old-time religion had purity. Tell me, folks, where is that today? Purity. You know, Matthew 5 and 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. What's wrong with being pure? What's wrong with living right? What's wrong with doing what is right before our neighbors? Purity of conscience. We could pillow our head tonight uh, if we're living pure lives uh, and sleep like a baby, not having anything run through our conscience, regretting the things that we should have done. Purity of conscience, purity of mind, if you would. A purity of heart, knowing that you've done your best today to serve the Lord. Knowing that you helped somebody that was in need. By the way, we are called Christians today. And we're called Christians because we're to be Christ-like. Do you think Christ would give someone a lending hand? Do you think Christ would uh, help someone uh, uh, that is in need? I hope to tell you, 
If he was walking in the flesh today, he'd help them in need. And also, by the way of his spirit, he'll still help us even today. He can help us. Old time religion had power. Old time religion had penetration. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. There it speaks of in Acts chapter 7. As those boys and those disciples on the road to Emmaus. Uh, and Jesus Christ appeared on the scenes. Uh, and, and, and His speaking, Him speaking to them just cut into their heart. Uh, there was penetration uh, from the Word of God. Penetration by the Spirit of God. There's penetration by the Son of God. He says, and they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while He walked with us, by the way? And He talked with us. And when He opened up the Scriptures, I am glad that the Word of God penetrates my heart. It penetrates my soul. It makes me believe and know what I believe is true and correct. That Jesus Christ is alive today. And He's alive and well. How do you know? that he lives I know that he lives because he lives in my heart some people will say well how do you believe that you don't see him I see him every day (laughs) what do you mean preacher well I see the water falling from the sky I see God When I see that grass, Brother Joe, turn from brown to green and it gains life, I see God. I see Jesus. When we're able to bow down by a loved one's bedside and they pass from uh, here on over into glory and their eyes open up real bright and they begin hearing sounds from another world and they give up the ghost and go to be with Jesus, I see God. When an individual bows in our church services and receives Christ as their Savior, whether it be one-on-one or during an altar service or whatever it may be, I see God. When a baby is birthed into this world, I see God. I see God. When I see an individual do a good deed, I see God. I see God. Oh, but that doesn't count. I said, well, listen here. You believe what you want to. I know who I believe. Amen. I know whom I believe in today. The old time religion had penetration. Penetration of the Spirit of God. Penetration of the Word of God. And the power of God. And the Son of God in our lives. To make a difference in our lives. Old time religion had passion. A passion for preaching God's Word. Amen. A passion for holy living. If there is an area of the church where the church is failing today, it is their passion for holy living. Oh, but preacher, we don't have to live holy. Listen, you don't have to ride a bicycle. Listen, you don't have to fly a plane all the way to California to get there. You could ride a bicycle, but if you took that plane, it'd make it a whole lot easier to get there. A whole lot easier to get there. Holy living. That's what I want these young kids to understand and to know uh, when they grow up. uh, And when as they're growing up now, there is something to old time religion. And there is something about living godly. Nothing wrong with bowing your head around the dinner table and asking God to bless it. Because he's the one that put it on your table. He could very well drop the hedge and it be taken away from you. 
Oh, listen, I'm telling you, there's something about holy living. Uh, the Bible even commands us there. As Paul is, is preaching to the Romans there in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He says, I beseech you, brethren. He said, I want to call your attention to something, boys. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. He's talking to the church. He called them brethren. He said, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's just the reasonable thing to live, right? Amen. It's just the reasonable thing. Passion for preaching God's word, a passion for holy living, a passion for winning men to God. We need to be soul winners today. But number five, old-time religion had pardon. A pardon for the lost. If you hear lost today, all you have to do is get yourself out of the way, first of all. And realize and know that you can't do nothing on your own. You can't save yourself. You have to get yourself out of the way and understand and know that there's a pardon that you can receive today. That pardon uh, and the, will come about by the means of a prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Jesus, help me. Forgive me, I'm a sinner. And that pardon comes free to you. But it cost our Savior everything. Cost our Father, His only begotten Son. Cost our Savior His life. Amen. We've got a pardon for the lost. There's a pardon for those that are cold and backslidden on God. If you don't believe that, read 1 John 1, 9. He'll take you back. He said, if you'll come, if you'll confess, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Listen, we're not perfect today. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know what that means? None of us are perfect. If you're trying to live a perfect life for God today, you might as well quit because you're not going to make it. You can't live perfect. There is no perfection other than Jesus Christ Himself. But I'm glad for 1 John 1, 9, when we slip, fall, and blunder, we can still call upon Him. He'll forgive us. He'll forgive us. Ain't nothing wrong with a daily cleansing. (laughs) Y'all do take a bath, don't you? Hallelujah, I not only take a bath every day, sometimes twice a day, but thanks be unto God, I can go to the Lord Jesus and He can give me a spiritual cleansing each and every day that I live. Amen. Oh yeah, just ask Him, God, uh, forgive me for my sins and where I failed you, and He'll put you back where you need to be. Pardon for all those who believe. You see, God's not changed His ways. And God's not lost His power. It's still there. The anemic condition of churches today is the result of our failure. It's not God's. We can claim Him fresh. We can claim Him anew today. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. I hope it's good enough for you. I don't know what you're looking for this morning. But all we could give you is just a dose of old time religion. 
it still works. <laughs> we don't have to change a thing. We don't have to reword it. We don't have to sugarcoat it and pass out sugar tits. We don't have to do that. We've got the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man could come to the Father but by me. Let's stand together as they come get us a song of invitation. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning as we go to the Lord in prayer. Let me ask you some questions today just quickly and be honest with yourself. I'm not looking for a show of hands. I'm not looking for... You respond in any way at all except to an altar of prayer. You may be here today, and if you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that means you're lost. It means you're lost, and when you leave this world, you're going to a place called hell. A place where the worm dieth not. A place where the fire is never quenched. A place where you don't want to go place where your soul will burn forever and never be consumed. That's that place called hell. If you are saved today, you got something to be thankful about. You're on your way to heaven. What more could you ask? But you know what? There may be some here that's got burdens upon their heart. People in your family and in your life that are lost and undone without Christ. You need to lift them up to prayer. You may need to just gather around this altar and thank God for that old time way. That old time religion. That saved you many years ago and continues to keep you into this day. It's the power of God. You may be burdened down with some burdens that no one knows about. And you don't even care to really share it with people. But I can assure you God knows it. He's just waiting to have a little talk with you. I know the old song says, just a little talk with Jesus will make it right. I encourage you to do that today. As we pray, Father, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings of life and everything that you do for us. God, I pray that you will help us today to do thy will. I pray that you'll just move upon this congregation in a special way. Save that one that is lost. Lord, bring that one that may be growing cold closer to you. Lord, whatever the burdens may be today, Father. Lord, I pray that you'll relieve those burdens. Give them answers. Lord, we'll be surely to praise you. Give you glory and honor for all that you do for my friends here today. In Jesus' name, I humbly ask and pray. Amen.